friends, thank you so much for listening into our conversations over the weeks and uh, really appreciate that. Um, so we're going to launch a new pod. We said we would launch four pods and this is the third pod that we are launching, which is work. Right. So we're going to talk about work. And, and I think it's a privilege for uh, me to interview John. We continue the conversation that we've had for the previous two weeks, but now we kind of pivot to what their daily lives look like, uh, especially around work. Right? John's is a teacher and Suja takes care of home and, and she does a lot more than that. But um, uh, so we explore a little bit about what their daily routines look like. You know, how do you find purpose and meaning in what you do, whatever, whatever that is, right? It doesn't matter whether you are, you know, a you know, professional or, you know, if you're at home taking care of kids, but what does that work look like? How does it add meaning to your life? How does that add purpose to your life? How do you see value that you bring to whoever you're serving? So, so some of those questions we, we explore, not all of those questions, but um, we are very interested to kind of explore that in this pod. So we begin with Johnson Suja. Uh, so take a listen, and uh, I will catch up with you guys end of the episode. Ask you guys another question. If you guys have, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes more. Uh, what do you do? What's kind of your daily routine, right? So if you look at daily routines, what would that, what would a typical day look like for you guys? This day is quite typical. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think I um, uh, <laughs> I think in the last few months my early morning routine has sort of you know not been quite good. Mm-hmm. But uh, otherwise, I try to wake up early and uh, you know you know you know do some Bible reading and um, you know I've been trying. Uh, or rather wanting to blog regularly for a while, um, you know, so I want to use the early morning time, which is around two, three hours, where I can read my Bible and maybe write, but, you know, whether it be for a blog or for, for my own personal, you know, learning, you know, write, and maybe read something, and then I'm off to school. And then once I'm off to school, I'm at school till evening, you know, yeah. till five. And then you teach uh, yeah, then different I, subjects yeah. or you teach particular uh, subjects or? Uh, yeah, uh, subjects? yeah, I teach, uh, uh, I mean, there are three things I, I, I teach in school. Um, I mean, uh, when I joined school, I was doing history and geography. Um, then later we had a history teacher. So I was doing geography alone. Uh, then two years back, um, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm very interested in math. So then two years back, the school asked me if I can do math for the lower classes. Then I was doing math for class three, four, five, and geography for the higher class that's six, seven, eight, and nine now. Uh, and and then, uh, I mean, of course, last year was just COVID, um, you know, and, and, and before that, I also do a half an hour slot every day, which is called circle time, uh, which is basically teaching them something from the word. Um, if you were to ask me, that would be my primary purpose of being in school. Um, you know, I mean, I keep telling them that you have a textbook. Even if you don't have a teacher, you will learn geography. <laughs> so, 
right but uh, you know but i think god has put me yes here so i can use the those first 30 minutes of every day uh, to to share things that god has been teaching me uh, you know so that you will find him and uh, don't make a mess out of your own life like i have done um, you know so i think those 30 minutes are very very uh no special for me mm. um, yeah so i think that would be my yeah typical day i think it's been typical. amazing that uh, what yeah what he's been sharing during the circle time has uh, been very heavy stuff uh, and you kind of really underestimate most of the time that children are not able to get it but it's been a fantastic journey with uh, as young as 6th graders or yeah 6th graders 6th would be the youngest where he takes topics on world view and i mean it's been beautiful it's so actually yeah actually when i started it was uh, actually a you know experiment that i wanted to do because whenever i have seen uh, any of i mean any kind of spiritual instruction given to children it would be very watered down you know the main main focus would be fun and frolic and and my stress i mean my 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 tension also might be because of of my own childhood was that life is not fun and frolic right <laughs> i mean you know i mean you don't need too much to see that life is grueling life is tough you know so then i mean shouldn't i be teaching them when they are young itself that life is difficult and and you know if i just keep teaching them when they are young that life is all fun and frolic and suddenly they learn that life is not fun and frolic i shouldn't be surprised that uh, you know in their teenage age i mean when they are in, when they become teenagers there is so much of anxiety and depression because you know you've uh-huh. been i mean they've been taught a lie and then they see that they have been taught a lie yeah so then, i mean the experiment i wanted to do was to see if i can teach them solid theology you know so i have taught them the doctrine of god doctrine of man doctrine of sin world views you know and you know how how your world view affects your life how your world view is often unconscious and you have mm. to begin to be conscious about what wow. you believe and what how you live uh, seems and like I saw that. that you know uh, i mean i mean sixth sixth graders that you know 11 year olds they're able to understand things like the infinitude of god um you know i mean i mean it's i mean it's purely god's work but 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 i was very thankful to the lord and that 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 the lord showed me that age age is not a factor when it comes to people being able to grasp deep spiritual truths um right know? so yeah that, that that was a very fulfilling experience actually yeah Yeah that's that is phenomenal that's phenomenal because I remember as a 9 year old after I lost my dad uh, you know my mama would not talk much you know so my only friends were the books that dad I had because yeah you know, I had nowhere else to go I was a homebody and so you know all that I had was I had his thick bible and then I had all these books um I, I still remember I read Os Guinness when I was 9 years old. I didn't understand a oh word of that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. It was the book. I still remember Dust of Death. 
And that book, I understood nothing. But believe me, just like you said, it's it's in my head and it never goes out. It never goes out. It doesn't come out as a nine-year-old. But when you're 29, mm-hmm. all that has been deposited is now starting to make the connection that you yeah. didn't even imagine it made. Like when, when you when you were given that or when you were, you know, provided that. So mm-hmm. so I think you're right. They grow into the shirts that you sew for them. But if you start to sew small shirts, they outgrow it, and they're like, "I don't like this. You know, this is this is no more useless, right?" So, so that's 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 amazing. And and I've I've kind of I, w- I want to be careful the word that I pick up for this. I have, um, you know, a close to disdain, right, in terms of entertaining kids. Uh, it's okay mm. to entertain, you know, one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, maybe even five-year-old, right? From six-year-old, you start to develop logic. You start to develop mm. the logos, right? The, then you start to develop the pathos and the ethos, right, of kids that really get it. And, and the more we baby talk and baby feed them, they grow weak. They're not yeah. ready for meat. You know, they just right. need the milk, right? They've been mm-hmm. always fed with milk and they've not grown and they're not able to digest anything that is given to them. Yeah, yeah. phenomenal, phenomenal. What's your day like, Suja? Um, Usually when my health is good, uh, let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> morning would be, <laughs> it would be uh, usually a time of prep work or... Um, and, and we will only know when she wakes up in the morning if the health will be good or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, true in this, it's true in this household as well, in the thumpies as well. So <laughs> yeah, because nights are not good for my asthmatic lungs. And yeah, it's not oh, I know. But you guys are troopers. I have to say that both of you are like, you know, phenomenal. Mm in what you do you know um yeah it because i was sick for like half a day and i couldn't move and limb but you guys uh, you know kill it when it comes to doing stuff and taking care of us and taking care of the household appreciate you guys yeah oh praise god yeah so yeah so i think mornings would be a mad rush for um homeschool prep and uh, also um, like you know getting the kids because it's a homeschool setup uh, discipline is something I'm still working at because I myself am not very disciplined. I'm terrible with my time management skills. And that's something that I really uh, feel has uh, been something that I've taken for granted that, okay, I'm, I'm bad at time management. But then I think it is just purely the grace of God that uh, the past few months, I feel God has been clearly showing me that I have been wasting a lot of time being on my cell phone, you know, and uh, on the pretext that I need a break, I need a breather, I need to just, you know, get out of the whole being with the kids kind of a thing and go connect with things that interest me also, you know, and so I think it has been used as an excuse for the longest time and God has caught me on it and he has brought it to, to in, in the sense of helping me understand that um, I have given it a lot of not just weightage, 
but it has been in one sense my savior you know where when i am feeling stressed and i'm feeling tired the easiest route is to just go and mindlessly watch some funny thing or you know something that entertains me and uh, i have and it's never one video it never stops in one video and uh, so i'm constantly browsing on the phone in one sense which uh, my kids would always call me out on and i would just say that hey just do your work and as the authority figure would just shut them down but uh, i i would just say god has been so merciful at this point in my life to help me see that i have really wasted loads of time on the cell phone um, you know like i said and um, yeah but um, but so that is something that i'm actively working on right now to make practical changes you know to uh to see that the minute that is out of the picture to a large extent i see a lot of time has just opened up for me mm. and uh, apart from that uh, during the homeschooling i think it has been also a learning where i see that uh, bible time is something that has been a time where a lot of input a lot of dialoguing a lot of discussion especially with my older son has been mm. happening where i'm also challenged and stretched and i write down the questions which i he asked and i'm like completely stumped about and then i have to take it up with john and we have discussions over that so it's been more like a a growth a learning for us as a family on that note mm. and uh, apart from homeschooling um, there are many days where i go and meet up with young women and they can be young moms they can be uh, young women who are working here who are unmarried uh which i'm very very passionate about so that's also something that i feel very energized it doesn't drain me it just pumps me up like you know i come back all the more ready for the next day or you know for an entire day and uh, yeah so yeah and and since we currently now have a maid uh so that has been a blessing always we used to kind of split the meal times like he would do dinner he loves cooking so he does dinner even now yeah. and i would do lunch and breakfast and uh, yeah so um yeah so i think housework and homeschooling and uh, literally walking along side women in the community is something that has been taking up my time and just a month ago actually two months ago i was also enrolled in a counseling module program that i had taken up which was very um, it was fantastic but it it does in in involve in one sense it will take a lot of your investment you know you have to invest a lot of sincere work into that if you really need to understand. and and it was very relevant to where i am right now so yeah. all the more reason i would invest so much more time into that because of which other things got uh, other things did suffer so i think with every phase is different like you know but largely i would say homeschooling housework and most importantly uh, right now i think this year i wouldn't want to use resolution because the minute i say resolution john says it's not going to work you know it's going to fall through so <laughs> don't make resolutions so um but yeah i'm just seeing the need to uh, take it up seriously to learn the word of god because i'm seeing myself dry up quite a bit uh, spending myself out i'm realizing that um, i need to really work harder on being a good student of the word so i'm i'm really intentionally working on that this year so that's a new development that has been added on to the normal day Yeah. That's awesome. Good, good, good. So let's uh you know if you want to roll reversal, you know I've been asking you all the questions. I don't know if you have any questions to ask me. 
Wow, you should have told us beforehand. You would have had some nasty questions prepared. <laughs> no, it's been it's been awesome. I, I think we should do more, maybe more, kind of pointed. Uh, you know, maybe more topical. Explore the topic. Um, uh, I'd say uh, you know uh, you guys have tremendous experience on how the rural India works, right? And you know how do you take the how do you connect the word um, you know to ordinary people, right? That do not understand, in fact, your language. When I mean by language is not the words that we use, but you know all of what we're trying to say <laughs> in the way we are trying to say, right? We're city people, right? In, in some sense, you know, we don't understand, <laughs> you know, their, their, their ways because I used to talk to my grandparents and, you know, he, he would never understand me of the things that I said because he was, you know, he had his own right. examples of the village and, you know, I would try right. to give an example of this and he just would like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so um yeah for you know um let me look through my questions here give me a minute mm-hmm. yeah that way i feel it's not just the um, people i mean john faces this on a daily basis with the students out here yeah because yeah. we are catering to yeah so he he has really fun examples of uh, you know how it's like he says something and they're all just blinking and he's like uh, kind of lost in the moment like okay what did i just say what did i say wrong and uh, <laughs> maybe you can give them an example i've heard of some fun examples um, coming out of the school right i don't remember exactly but i remember <laughs> some fun. <laughs> i can't remember school but uh, yeah i mean in in general what has been helpful you know in uh, you know in in conversations and engaging with people uh, is to understand their worldview because they comes from a worldview they come from a worldview uh, you know so so when you go and speak to them uh, you know i realize that the terms that you use they might use the same term and mean com- something completely different yeah. uh, you know and uh, you know so to be able to understand their worldview and then to ask questions instead of going and giving answers answers yeah uh, you know because often the problem is you give an answer and nobody is asked a question <laughs> so so then which is why everybody else is you know staring blank i mean then blank stare because yeah but nobody asked you anything <laughs> Let me give you the answer. <laughs> so, I think those have been quite helpful to be able to understand. Uh, you know, if I were to uh, use the uh, word, I mean, to first locate where they are. Mm. Uh, you know, and then to be, you know, with the wisdom of God, to be able to ask questions, mm. which will help them to actually help them. to explore their own world view which they haven't given much thought to um you know uh you know that i have seen has been uh, quite helpful uh, that was not a very big deal in the city because 
I think both me and my friend, we had pretty much a similar worldview. You know, so then when I use a word and he uses a word, we just assume that we both mean the same thing. Mm. Uh, you know, here I would start doing the same thing, and I realized that no, actually we mean very different things when we use the same word. Mm. Uh, you know, that has been quite helpful. Um, you know. Uh, and then I remember, I mean, other things just to see that again, like you said, your city and, uh, you know, village. Uh, I remember once in class, I was giving an example, because I think about hygiene or something like that. Uh, you know, and I gave an example about tap in the house and water flowing and something I was saying. And uh, apart from one child, all the others had this blank stare, right? And I'm wondering, I mean, why? And then I stopped and I started asking one by one, uh, do you have a tap in your house? They said, no. <laughs> I mean, it's like a complete culture shock for me. I'm like, how can you have a house with no tap? <laughs> you know? And then I realized that in the villages, and that that's true even now, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, may, may, you know, may not be 100%, but maybe 90 to 95% of the houses, they do not have a water supply in the house. So it's, it's like mm -hmm. an entire village, and then you have a bore well. Yeah, yeah. So everybody goes to the bore well. Everybody goes to the bore well. Uh, everybody, uh, it's like a, you know, a place of meetup, and they all sit and talk yeah. out in, around the bore well. So it's, it's a very community event for everything. Yeah, so then so, that was an eye-opener because... So yeah. no, I was just saying that's why we call share the well, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a meeting spot. It's a meeting spot yeah. for, you know, in the past, right? We know because you know in Kerala when we didn't have you know mm -hmm. water tap or whatever, everybody came mm -hmm. to our well. That's where we met in the yeah. evenings. That was kind yes, of the yeah, place yeah, where yeah. we met. Yeah. 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 Morning yeah. and evening. Yeah. Even here. Yeah, yeah, that's where they meet. Yeah, so some of these things where you suddenly realize that actually, you know, you have lived in a completely different world. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, I mean, ninety percent of the appliances that you have lived with and you think a person cannot live with, uh, they don't have. You know, mm. you know, I mean, uh. they've never used it. Um, mm. You know, uh, so yeah, yeah. That, that <laughs> you know, the one thing that I was thinking about, the, the I asked, I think I, I wrote down a question, which probably you guys got, was, you know, we talk of progress, right? Um, today I'm this, today or tomorrow, whatever the five-year plan that we were thinking of. How do you guys think through that? You know, I'm sure it's changed, right? The yeah. The building blocks of what progression, you know, progression means, mm -hmm. and progress means is 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 change for you guys, right? Mm -hmm. the, the it is slower, right? Life is slower. You know, when we pull back out of the city, even in the U.S. here, when we pull out of the city, it seemingly life just slows down, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, progression. Like you, you guys have been there how many years now? For ten years now, eight. It's gonna be six. No, it's six, gonna be six, six years. Six years, six years, right? So, 
you know, it, it probably is, I don't know, I'm probably putting words in your mouth. Well, let me ask a question. Is this slower than your previous six years? Has it, has it gone, gone slowly or has it flown past you guys? No, yeah, it has flown actually. Yeah, yeah. It has flown. Pass. It has flown because uh, <laughs> maybe in terms of uh, city life, you might think that life is slower out here. But I, I don't know how it is maybe for the other families, but at least for our family, there's been so many engagements, so many things we have put our hands into in terms of, you know, with people okay. and with, um, yeah, different things that, um, yeah, I think we but do you, to think where do you the get, time has gone. But do you get more time to do something? Or was it like, you know, it's like sometimes you don't know what you spent your time on and it's gone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is it like that or, or is it, do you kind of are able to enjoy what you're spending time in? Actually, the way I would, uh, I mean, I'm looking at it is if you are in a, city, the, I mean, the number of things that you can do are a lot more, uh, you know, so I think what happens is in a city, you live a very hurried life, mm. uh, you know, because there are too many things you are doing. Um, I mm. think the benefit of being here is that there are lesser things you do, but uh, you know, so therefore you don't have to be hurried about the things you are doing. Got it. Got it. I mean, I mean, you might still be using the same number of hours, mm. you know, you know, right. maybe in a city you were keeping yourself busy for whatever, 12 or 14 hours with work and food and meeting friends and everything, maybe 14 hours a day you were keeping yourself busy, but there you were keeping yourself busy with a, you know, with an, you know, overdose of activity. Um, you know, here you are still keeping us busy for 14 hours, but you have only have four things to do, um, you know, and therefore you're able to do those four things unhurriedly. You, you have a lot more things to reflect and do it better, learn from your previous mistakes. And yeah. I think in a city, you don't have time to reflect and do any of those. You just keep mm. doing, keep doing, keep doing. I think that has been yeah. quite helpful, has been quite helpful. Yeah. yeah, I think it's fascinating. What you're saying is really fascinating because one of the things that um, I think as a family, we've done a lot more and then individually we've done is cut down is, you know, whether it's items in the house, like we could count the number of things we have in the house. Um, you know, we know like 15 or 17 items. That's all we need to carry from you. Other than, you know, all the Indian vessels, which are like a million vessels we have. <laughs> Do all the cooking. <laughs> In terms of like big items. Like we have I know. <laughs> we're going to pack our vessels when we go to heaven. Um, <laughs> we, but you know, this just reduction this minimalist kind of mindset, mm -hmm. uh, you know, both in terms of material and engagement, even for our kids, mm -hmm. we said one thing. So music, mm -hmm. and we said one thing, swimming, right? So we cut down on too many things. And I think that's a, it's a mm -hmm. good ploy to be distracted from things that are important. And so, you know, I just 
you know, in some sense, like one thing that we I cut away from was all of social media out the last wow. 10 years, right? Just, you know, I had LinkedIn. I have LinkedIn right now. And that also I'm, I'm planning to just, you know, it's, it's idle. I, I now very rarely get on, but I used to get on about five years ago, but I've like stopped. It's just, it just, as you said, Suja, just absorbs your time. And then when you look back, you have nothing to kind of account for, exactly. right? Well, what did you get out of it? Like nothing, yeah. right? Uh, it was kind of a mindless scroll, scroll and scroll, yeah, right? Yeah, so. yeah. All right. So I, uh, I won't keep you guys. Thank you so much for your time. You know, I have a thought in my head, you know, um, Laurie Ann Thompson is a very famous name. These <laughs> days in the Christian circles, right? Um, but she said something I don't think I'll ever forget in my life. She said, love is the greatest apologetic. And, and, and I think that just stuck in my head, you know, like we're very transactional most of the time, right? We're transactional, right? Um, and then how do, we, how do we take that transactional to the relational? You know, how do we, like, you know, I'm just meeting a guy on a meeting, right, in, in Merck. I'm always praying, Lord, how do I, how do I take this transaction to reflect your, the relation I have, you have with me and I have with you. And mm. that's, that's been really, really helpful, you know, small prayer mm. that actually Lorian Thompson has taught me uh, around just mm. love being the greatest apologetic, um, you know, and, and, you know, we're never alone, right? We're always, the, the Lord is always with us. Uh, he promised mm -hmm. that I am going to be there with you till the end of the ages. I am inside of you. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, I'm never bored, irrespective of the fact that all of these things are gone. <laughs> you know, we could always, <laughs> we could always talk to God. And, you know, I've, I've recognized that, you know, what Psalmist was saying was so fascinating. He says, I meditate on your word day and night. And Paul says, I pray unceasingly, pray unceasingly is very mm -hmm. much possible, right? So he's inside. We can keep talking to him. And if another person mm -hmm. comes, then it becomes a three-way conversation. God, if he doesn't have the spirit, wow. right? It's, it's just mm -hmm. a three-way conversation. Like, you know, God's talking to us. We are talking to him. God's talking to him and he's talking to us and God's talking to us. <laughs> you know, it's like a, wow, this, this. That's wonderful this conversation has really changed the mind, my mindset around how I can enjoy every conversation and, and, uh, you know, coming out of it is like, wow, Lord, thank you. That was awesome. Mm. You know? And so, so have I enjoyed the conversation with you guys? It, it's been awesome. And just to understand, Aww. you know, one of the things that I was thinking, I was telling Maya just as she got up and went is to see Jesus. Right in your lives and uh, he's uh, he's he's visible right he's visible in a depth that uh, you probably don't see but you know just listening to you guys uh, my heart has been encouraged uh, to see him wow. to see him you know uh, kind of navigate through your life uh, so praise God for that and we pray that we will continue to see you guys grow and, uh, you know, we'll continue to have the conversation as, as the Lord leads.
Dear friends, thank you so much for listening to that episode. In fact, that 50 minute became 30 minutes on the podcast and actually became a 60 minute conversation between us. Uh we uh you know, it was more personal discussion that we after after we finished the podcast we cut and we continued that conversation. So it was wonderful. And Uh, that is the essence of why we are meeting like this and why we are producing we have a small team within share the well again all volunteer work um it's really wonderful to bring these things to all of you and our friends and leave this as a legacy for whoever is going to be inspired whenever right um so thank you so much once again really appreciate all of you guys um And uh if you want to leave a comment, leave a question, you can go to our website which is sharethewell.community or leave a question or a comment in the platforms that you listen to uh, or wherever we wherever you choose to engage. Have a wonderful weekend and uh, blessings to you.